It's almost the opposite of 2008, where people were really hurting and struggling. We had to save the economy to save the people. And now I think it's more the opposite, where we need to save the people in order to save the economy. Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with certified financial planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. Welcome back in to All Things Retirement, the podcast that runs through a number of different retirement topics, financial planning, investments, insurance, all kinds of different topics. And today we're focused on the coronavirus and kind of some of the effects that that's had on our individual financial situations. And we're going to get the latest from Anthony Alpha, the certified financial planner and founder at Cardinal Wealth Group. Anthony, how have you how have you been and, and how's the family holding up? Everybody staying healthy? You and your family are doing well. Yeah, my wife and uh, Rosie, we're, we're all hanging in there, you know, killing time. It's a little bit easier, I think, with Rosie being at this stage where she's able to, uh, she's trying to navigate walking and so grabbing onto the most <laughs> dangerous thing that she can grab onto and try to walk at the same time. So she likes to play around sharp corners and stuff like that. So, um, but needless to say, it definitely makes the time go by and it's uh, a great age, as they say, this time where they're you know starting to really walk, have an attitude and <laughs> give a lot of good feedback. Yeah. Starting to develop that personality a little bit, huh? Yep. Exactly. Well, I know it's been a blessing to, you know, there's a lot of negative and with this whole coronavirus health crisis and having to stay home and businesses slowing down across the country. But, you know, one of the positives is being able to have that extra family time, at least. I know that's that's the approach that I've taken to it. I'm sure you have as well, just to be able to spend more time with, with your daughter. And I've done the same thing with my little daughter, time that I probably wouldn't have had otherwise. It's been kind of a bright spot in all of this. It's business as usual for them. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about the coronavirus and just kind of go through everything a little bit, the kind of conversations you've had with some of your clients and some of the maybe some of the feedback you'd give other people that maybe don't work for you that are looking for some some kind of guidance financially here as the markets have, have taken a downturn. You know, been bouncing up and down quite a bit uh, both ways. And when this episode comes out, you know, who knows exactly where we'll be. But for the most part, you know, it's been a down market for about six weeks or so. And so we're going to go through some of that. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the changes that were made to withdrawing from your retirement accounts without suffering a penalty. So we're going to go through that as well. But before we get in this conversation, I want to ask you, Anthony, quickly, uh, your brother and your sister are both nurses, right? And they're, yep. they're dealing with this, this whole thing firsthand. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Uh, my brother's in New York, a nurse, and his day-to-day is more on the, uh, I think, more on the ER type of side. Um, and right now, his whole floor has basically been changed to uh, COVID types of cases. And so certainly there's been a high, high number of cases that they deal with on a regular basis. I think he said as of yesterday, about seven nurses on his floor have contracted it, but he's overall been, you know, pretty positive. He said that certain hospitals have been hurt a little bit more than his specifically, which is in, in Manhattan. But there definitely are a lot of cases, just like as you're seeing on the news, Ironically, my sister is not too far outside of New York, closer to Philadelphia suburbs, and that's about two hours south, if you will, give or take. And she's had a lot less cases. And for those people that are maybe not as familiar with New Jersey, it's one of the most densely populated states out there amongst the other 50. But North Jersey certainly has the 
quantity of people and Southern New Jersey is a lot more spread out. So that's probably a little bit. And, and also the, the epicenter in New York City, a lot of people commute back and forth from North Jersey, like my brother, kind of going in and out. So that's where it's kind of spread. And it's still working its way down, but you know they're doing fine and you know are hopeful that testing and some antibodies will you know be around the corner. Yeah, well I'm glad that uh, they've they've stayed healthy and, and thank them for me and for the show for all that they've done uh, on the front lines. I know it's been a very difficult month, but we appreciate all all yeah. the nurses out there and all the work that they've done. Definitely. Um, so, let's move into our main topic today and, and talk a little bit about this from a financial perspective and and let's just kind of start I know it's uh, it's been a few weeks since we talked, but you know, just kind of your thoughts on on how the market's operated and and how you think the volatility will continue over the next maybe couple months and into the summer and fall. Yeah, as of right now, I I'm actually even a little bit shocked that it seems to have swung back a little bit the other way. Now, it's not uncommon for this to happen in bear markets where you do have some upward pressure that takes place after it drops down like that in a very rapid place, very rapid uh time frame and a lot of times it does kind of come back down so it's almost like a false negative where you think things are turning around but I think that there's been a lot of bad news or, or at least potentially even further bad news to expect with companies and how they're going to be able to handle it that I I guess a little surprised that it's been a little bit more resilient over the last couple of weeks now there definitely has been a lot of swings where you're seeing you know four to six or seven percent up or down movements which is a lot more volatile than a typical day so that basically indicates that it hasn't quite figured itself out and it's really moving based off of the news that's coming in at this time so I think that part of you know what got us here anyhow was that a lot of I think people have been holding their breath since like 2015 where the bull market's been going up and up and most people's sentiment is that it can't keep going up forever and this was the thing that you know had that quick sell off you know with the confidence sell off and and realizing that it was much more serious than maybe at first realized and then i think now it's going to seep into on the economic side and really see i think it's going to really be dependent upon the fixing the people on the medical side to really save the economy. It's almost the opposite of 2008, where people were really hurting and struggling. And we had to save the economy to save the people. And now I think it's more the opposite, where we need to save the people in order to save the economy. So once we're able to figure out the testing situation where we can test from home and have some antibodies to deal with it, I think that we'll have a lot more clarity as to when we're going to be able to dig ourselves out of this. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's what everybody's kind of wondering right now. And there's been a lot of people that have just kind of taken a step back and kind of reevaluated their situation and, and they're kind of looking for some guidance on how to proceed with their financial plan and how to continue planning for retirement in a really an uncertain time like this. So, you know, what have you been talking about with your clients right now and what kind of, you know, maybe adjustments? Because I know with the solid plan in place, you don't worry as much, right? I mean, you're going to you're gonna take a loss, but you, you know, you'll be able to minimize that with the plan you have in place. But there are going to be some adjustments that you can be making right now in order to be on a, in a more positive position on the back end of this. So what are some of those things that maybe people can be looking at? Yeah, that's a great question. So from a client standpoint, it's really been more about 
making sure that we have convictions in the plants that we put together. And that doesn't mean that when things like this happen to this degree, that there aren't some changes that might be needed or even some opportunities that are eventually created as well. And so I would tell you that 80% of our clients have maybe just general concerns about the market. And I will tell you that we, we've been speaking to them basically on a weekly basis. And I think it goes really far when you're having those conversations. And a lot of it is going back to, hey, let's just jump on a 15, 20-minute go-to meeting or Zoom virtually. And let's just re-go over your plan so that you realize you know, what we've done, how these new lower account numbers have affected it, and the different other planning things that we've done and put into place to kind of mitigate times like this where you have other buckets of money to pull from to let these accounts heal. And it goes a long way, I think, with most of the people you know, hearing that. And I mean, think about it. Every day, they're just being hit over the head minute after minute by the news of more bad news, basically. And it might not even be any newer news being out there, but they have to fill this void right now where you have a new talking head that comes on and really reiterates the same thing. No new facts have really been given. And it just feels like worse news kind of keeps coming out there. And I would tell you that most of our clients are handling it very well. And I think a lot of it goes into the fact that they have a plan. We're able to go back to that plan, look how it's been tested, uh, retested, and see how much has it really affected us. And we do a lot of with our clients because it's mostly for retirement planning. We have kind of these other alternative buckets that aren't not going to be affected by the market that we're going to have somewhere between two to 10 years worth of money there that will allow the other non-guaranteed accounts like the stocks to be able to have time to come back without being able to take from it. Out of about 150 households that we serve, I will tell you there's only one client of mine that moved to cash. Hmm. I would tell you, not to say that moving to cash is, is the worst thing if you're not able to stomach this, but that wasn't because it was, I think, because they didn't have any conviction in the plan and I had, you know, asked them over the last 18 months to come in multiple times for review meetings. And they basically kind of always said, we don't really have time for it. And just to email them over a report. And, you know, it truly just might have been bad timing in their lives and which is common, but they were a newer client. So I don't think we had a, as much rapport. And I, can honestly say we've done everything on our side to make sure that they um, you know, would try to come in so that we could review their plan. But to me, out of that one is the one that I could circle to say the reason I think is really because we didn't spend enough time on their planning. There wasn't the conviction there and they didn't really ever give it a chance. So, you know, I think that's a, a good overall turnout when you look at the big picture of 150 households that we serve. Yeah, no doubt. That's uh, that's impressive. Um, well, there's there's people also on the other side of this who don't have a plan, have never really had a plan, maybe, and maybe either the timing hasn't been right or they just have felt pretty comfortable with where they stand because things have been positive for so long. Maybe what's a step or two that that person can take if they don't have a plan, if they never worked with you or an advisor before, what's that next step they can take to start getting things on track? We've been getting a lot of people from our 
recent or more previous workshops calling us from like the last 18 months to two years within that time period that are calling today. And that didn't end up, we didn't end up working together with them. But, you know, we have different communication that we send out like this show that I guess maybe keeps us in the back of their minds. But what I can see out there is that mostly people are kind of calling from two reasons. You have kind of one folks that are struggling because they are somebody with a plan, but they don't really have the conviction in the tools that they've been using and whether or not they're working for them or they're doubting the vehicles and their usefulness right now. And they're not sure if they're in the right things because I guess they're really hurting you know, from a results standpoint and they're not sure if they're still the right vehicles. And then I think you have another bucket of people who have no plan at all and they don't really aren't sure of how much it's actually being affected. And they're in a little bit more of an emotional state because they can't really navigate exactly how much it's really affecting them. And so what we recently did is that we put out there a webinar that it talks about what are some things that you can do right now if you're in the camp of either of those two that have been affected by the coronavirus and what can you do? So what we're telling people right now is number one, let's not uh, lose our heads because we've been through other things like this before and there will be other things like this again in the future. And so making a knee-jerk reaction, like moving everything over to cash without really looking at it from a call it planning standpoint is probably not the best thing to do. Number two, we're also telling people like, you've already taken the pain of all this loss. Don't miss the gain. So that's why you're probably, if you don't have a plan, you're not really sure. Making no changes is probably one of the better things versus just taking everything and putting it into cash. Number three, I would say for those people who don't have a plan, go out there and get a plan and figure out how much you've been affected by it and what's a strategy that you can do right now to take advantage of where you're at by getting into something better to position yourself for when this thing rebounds and it might rebound like a, a like a rocket and so you really want to get yourself in a position or know what you could be doing to get yourself in a better position for the future and i would say number three or four would be to make sure that your account's been rebalanced so a lot of people who might have been in more of a an allocation that has, let's say, 50% stock and 50% bonds, it might now be a lot more conservative of an allocation. And so because the stocks have taken all the loss, what you want to do is actually shift the money back over to your target allocation, if it's 50-50, and move it from the bond or safety side to the stock so that when it does recover, you're going to have more money on the stock side that as at a lower cost and you'll be able to take advantage of that. So that's that's just a few of the things that we've been really talking about. And I would say that a lot of people are in tune with their average rate of return. But I think this type of thing highlights where they really aren't sure of how much risk that they're taking. And so we've been you know, also telling people to make sure that you know how much risk you're taking not just because of now, but again, in the future, whereas things are going to happen like this again in the future, you're really going to want to get in tune with how much risk that you're taking. And there's a number that you can identify You know how much risk you are taking. So you, 
should not be surprised if your account drops by a certain amount and that risk number indicates that this type of account can drop by that amount. So I think a lot of people are hung up on knowing what the average rate of return on their account is, but not really in tune with how much risk they're taking. And that would help give an indication of the future downward movement that could actually happen on a regular year. And so just being in tune with those four or five things could really help people navigate today and going forward. Yeah, that's great information. And make sure also, you know, you, he mentioned the, the webinar there, Anthony did, and you can find that online at cardinalwg.com with some other great resources there as well uh, as you're kind of digging around the internet in your free time if you're at home and, and trying to, to look for more information. You can find a lot right there at cardinalwg.com. The other and, part, go ahead. I'm sorry, you know, I, born, I mean, I don't typically, you know, promote certain things that we do on our retail day-to-day business here, but One of the things at the end of the webinar, we do offer them to do that risk reward analysis because maybe your advisor doesn't do that, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer and you're not sure of where to go and get that. So we'll actually do those reports for you at, at no cost and they don't have to do anything with us, but we just think it's a way that we can kind of help people out in a tough situation. So if anybody wants to take advantage of getting that report done to know their risk reward, they can just get in contact with our office and we can set them up. Yeah, take advantage of that. That's a great opportunity. And you can call the office at 609-605-2808. The other part of this uh, coronavirus discussion I want to get to here quickly is, you know, the CARES Act came out and it's got some some relief and some aid. But one of the parts to all this this relief from the government is, in the form of retirement accounts and some changes made to that. And you know, I want to kind of quickly touch on this and, and see kind of what your thoughts are on how important this is, whether or not people should do it. You know, the, the main takeaway that I saw was that you can now withdraw money from your 401k or other types of retirement accounts without facing that early withdrawal penalty. You'll still be taxed on it, obviously, but the penalty won't be there right now. And the idea is, hey, if you need extra money during this crisis, this is a chance to pull some of that money in and put that towards your needs right now. Kind of give me the overall view of this, kind of what the specifics are, and, and whether or not you think this is a good idea for somebody to take advantage of. Yeah, sure. So, I And the other thing about the paying the taxes on is that if you get it back in there within three years, you can avoid you know, paying the taxes on that money because you'll get it back in the account. But you know, I think that the government is trying to learn from 2008 and to take as many steps as possible to help give people as many outs, options there. And so this is just another one that people can utilize if need be. But I would tell you that, I mean, the name of the game for retirement planning, one of the most important things is not to take money out when the account's down. And so if you need this money, you're probably in a much worse state or you, you ought to be, then you know you have no other alternative options that you need to take the money out. But I would tell you, if you can avoid trying to take money out at this time, because I'm assuming that your account is at least down, say, 20% off of you know since January or the beginning of the year, it's much better to try to let this account try to repair itself and it might take three months or it could take three years. I, you know, I don't know. But if, if you can avoid that, I would look at maybe other avenues if, if there are any. That makes a lot of sense. Do you think this is good overall? I mean, just in, I get it from like a personal you know, investor's perspective, but do you think these changes will help 
people overall get through this a little bit easier, or do you think it kind of maybe sets people up to maybe be in a worse position later on? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I, I mean, I do think that it is a helpful thing when you loosen up some of the standards there for people to be able to access money that has a lot of rules surrounding it and penalties associated with it for accessing it. And this thing is really affecting people economically in all different fashions of all different walks of life. And I think that it is a good thing that they're offering these options because, you know, if you're going to take money out of this account and you're younger, underneath 59 and a half, at least, you know, waiving that 10% rule is something that can happen, you know, that will be beneficial. It'll also help from the standpoint of, you know, allowing you to put the money back in over the next three years. So I do think that those things are beneficial and can help people in, in really tough times. But on the flip side, as you brought up, it definitely will affect a lot of people's retirement outcome if you're taking a lot of the money out of here and A, you never put it back or put a good amount of it back. But C, you're going to miss the entire upswing of this market if you don't get it back in there before then, which again could happen from now on or it could maybe be in another three, six months. I don't know or longer. But if you take that money out, there's going to be no money for to work on to get back to even. The other part of this that I, I think uh, is worth mentioning before we wrap up the conversation is the bill is also going to waive the rules for RMDs for 2020 as well, meaning you don't have to take those out. Is that a big deal? Do you think that's going to make much of a difference for people? I think, again, I think it'll help. And from the standpoint of if you're somewhere taking out, I mean, like the first year of RMDs, you have to take out 4% of your nest egg. And if you're obviously older, you have to take out maybe, you know, five, six, seven, or 8%. So I, I definitely think that that does help if you don't have to take that money out. It's given it a little bit more time to more money to work for you, harder to get back to even. So I, I definitely would not take out any RMDs if you don't have to at this point. So that is a good thing. And Again, I think it's going to be more of a case-by-case -case situation, but certainly waiving the rules here for a drop like 20% is definitely a benefit to take advantage of for those people that were expected to take it out that did not necessarily need the money. Well, a lot of good information in this discussion. Is there anything else, that, any final thoughts or anything you think we missed that uh, you want to throw in before we close it out? I think the only other thing is that look at other alternatives. Instead of taking it from your 401k, maybe you're a delaying your planning on delaying your social security income. Well, maybe it might be a better time to utilize your social security income at this time, or maybe you have some cash value life insurance or an annuity out there that you're planning on either cashing in or taking the income a little bit later. Well, it might be better to take it from that side and let these accounts recover. I mean, the last thing, if you are going to take it from the 401k or IRA, take it from the bond funds or the money market bond funds that probably have not been affected nearly as much as the stock side. So at least those stock funds have more time to recover. So just trying to make the best of a tough situation. 
it is a tough situation, but I think you provided some good guidance today, Anthony. And, and a reminder, too, to check out the webinar online at cardinalwg.com that Anthony has provided you as well and taking advantage of uh, his offer to to evaluate things and meet with you. Uh, even though things are virtual right now, we can still set up a, a time to call and maybe set up a virtual meeting, Zoom meeting, whatever it is, your preference, uh, we can make it happen. You can call the office. The Cardinal Wealth Group office is 609-605-2808. And again, the website is cardinalwg.com. And also a reminder too, you can listen to this episode again if there's anything you missed, want to go back through it, plus all past episodes online at cardinalwg.com. So, Let's close it out on that note, Anthony. Uh, good conversation. I, I hope uh, you stay healthy, your family, as well as your brothers and sisters. And, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much, Ben. You too. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.